When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In today's show, I'll be breaking down the latest technical analysis. In breaking news, Mexican senator invites Bitcoin Lightning payments company IBEX to the Senate of Mexico. That's right. Senator Kempis says Mexico can spearhead Bitcoin adoption in Latin America. Let's go. In today's show, we'll also discuss two-thirds of the world's largest banks are crypto-friendly, believe it or not. We'll also be discussing Litecoin showing positive signs and moves ahead as the Litecoin halving draws closer, as well as pro-XRP lawyer claims the SEC prioritizes corporate capitalism over investors. We'll also be discussing legendary trader Peter Brandt says Bitcoin will be the top of the food chain, predicting inevitable approval of a Bitcoin spot. ETF. We'll also be discussing a tidal wave of capital could bring the Bitcoin price to $14 million per coin. According to MicroStrategies, Michael Saylor, that's right, Saylor ballparks that there will be a $300 trillion market cap seeking a store of value into Bitcoin, which would bring Bitcoin to more than $14 million per coin. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this, plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. And welcome, everyone. This is pod episode number 1357. I'm your fearless leader, JV. And welcome to the number one daily Bitcoin pod. Today is July 30th. 2023 and the market is pumping which is a good sign considering tomorrow is the last day of the month to close out july and i am praying to the bitcoin gods that we close above thirty thousand, as that's a strong psychological resistance and as we can see here bitcoin up 0.2 percent for the day trading at around twenty nine thousand four hundred ether trading just under 1900 and we also have bnb and xrp in the green and checking out coinmarketcap.com the current crypto market cap has been pretty still at 1.19 trillion with about 20 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. So volume is up 14%. But the Bitcoin dominance, pretty stagnant as well at 48.1%. And the Ether dominance at 19% even. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours, Satoshi Vision leading the pack up 8%, trading just under 39 bucks, followed by BCH up 5%, trading at $252, followed by Optimism up 4.5%, trading at $1.57. And Checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week. It's a mix. We have some in the red, some in the green. We can see Hex down 6%, Tau down 7%. Some of the biggest gainers, Satoshi Vision up 8% and Cost of 5.5%. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index. 
more <laughs> boring trading sideways action. We're still stuck in neutral with a 52, the same as yesterday and still neutral like last week. But last month we were a 56 in greed. So there you have it. How many of you are currently bullish on Bitcoin and anticipating a 30,000 plus close for the month of July? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. And now let's dive into today's Bitcoin technical analysis. Check out the charts and what is popping. And if you're just joining us, be sure to say hello in the live chat and let us know where you're tuning in from. And at the end of the show, as we do every day, I'll be reading everyone's comments out loud for our Q&A session. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. So here we go. Checking it out here. Bitcoin further reduced volatility ahead of the July 30th weekly close as traders eyed an exciting long-term bull signal. Where my Bitcoin bulls at? Make some noise. Data from Cointelegraph and TradingView followed sideways Bitcoin action over the weekend with Bitcoin sticking into a tiny $150 range. As Dan Crypto Trades points out here on Crypto Twitter, Bitcoin trading within a $10 range for the past one and a half hours. Weekends are slower than ever lately and conditions throughout the week remain calm despite a slew of macroeconomic data events, leading some to assume that a breakdown could be next. And with hours into the weekly close, however, there was still no sign of volatility returning, quitting rec capital, Bitcoin exhibiting impressive price stability around the 29.250 for most of the week, as outlined here in this chart. And he also says, this is again going back to Dan Crypto Trades, the price action has not been this compressed since the very start of the year. The longer this goes on, the bigger the move will be that follows it. He makes a good point. And as Cointelegraph reported, the Bitcoin Bollinger Bands currently echo conditions from the start of the year. Just before the Bitcoin price went on to gain 70% in the first quarter, a massively bullish indicator. So analyzing movements amongst traders on Binance order books, we have material indicators noting that buying pressure from the Wales was combining with increasing resistance closer to 30 G's, quoting him here, expecting guardrails to stay up until we near the weekly and monthly candle closes. Let me know if you agree or disagree with this commentary. And a more exciting topic came in the form of a potential bullish cross on Bitcoin's moving average convergence divergence, better known as the MACD. On monthly timeframes, various market observers noted such a bull flag was inches from confirmation and should historical patterns repeat up side should result in the future. So there you have it. We have quite a few bullish indicators in the market right now. So let me know if you're currently more bullish or bearish on the King Crypto. In breaking news, Mexican Senator invites Bitcoin Lightning Payments Company IBEX to the Senate of Mexico. Let's go. Senator Kempis says Mexico can spearhead Bitcoin adoption in Latin America as Bitcoin game theory continues in full effect. Bring it. Now let's discuss the latest with crypto-friendly banks. According to this latest report. Uh, this is actually quite interesting. According to a recent research by CoinGecko, two-thirds of the 30 biggest global banks by assets under management support crypto trading through regulated exchanges. Who would have thunketh? <laughs> Furthermore, around 74% of the top 50 banks worldwide support crypto trading by connecting to regulated exchanges. However, none support retail trading crypto or on-ramping from respective native platforms. Very interesting. As outlined in this report, 
report by CoinGecko. Uh, they also say 66% where 20 out of the 30 biggest global banks by assets under management support crypto through regulated exchanges like Binance and Coinbase. Numbers don't lie as shared here in this chart. You can see we got IBC, China Construction Bank, and it lists them all from crypto friendly to non-crypto friendly with non-crypto friendly being in the green and crypto friendly being in the blue. So some of the top crypto friendly banks are JP Morgan Chase, which is the largest bank in the United States, also Bank of America, Mitsubishi, HSBC, and the list goes on. So it comes as no surprise that whatever so, the top four non-crypto friendly banks are Chinese. They manage almost 20 trillion worth of assets under management, which is over 20% of the total. Now, crypto trading and investing are still outlawed in the mainland with Beijing pushing its own programmable central bank digital currency, better known as CBDC. However, China could be warming to crypto with Hong Kong opening up and inviting large exchanges such as Coinbase to set up the city. And furthermore, the subsidiaries of some of the largest Chinese banking institutions have reportedly either started offering their services services to crypto businesses based in Hong Kong or reached out to them. The report noted that the top 50 biggest banks in the world manage a combined almost 89 or I should say almost 90 trillion worth of assets this year. The United States and China dominate the list with 19 banks in the top 50 by assets under management and quoting them here, strict regulations, market volatility and recent high profile exchange failures like FTX have uh, hindered the integration of crypto trading in these large banks. The research also lists several UK banks where my people in the UK at make some noise as being crypto friendly. However, several British banks, including two in that list, restricted customer transactions to crypto companies earlier this year. So the report may not be that accurate. The research defined if a bank was crypto friendly or not based on whether it offered crypto trading or on-ramping services within the bank's native platforms or the ability to connect a bank's current account to a regulated crypto exchange. So there you have it uh, firsthand. All I know is this. I do not trust the banks. I don't know if you do, but only keep in the bank what you're willing to lose at the end of the day. And with that being shared, now let's discuss the Litecoin halving, which is right around the corner, which always precedes the Bitcoin halving, which we know is roughly now less than nine months out, scheduled to be sometime in April of 2024. So let's discuss Litecoin, the price action, and do a little analysis. The anticipation is palpable within the crypto community as the Litecoin halving event looms on the horizon, scheduled to take place in the coming week. Let's go. The Litecoin halving has garnered significant attention throughout the year, with many investors and enthusiasts eagerly preparing for the potential impact it may have on the price of Litecoin. Now, the Litecoin halving event is a crucial network occurrence, which will witness a reduction in mining rewards cut in half. Currently set at 12.5 Litecoin, the rewards paid out to Litecoin miners will be slashed to six and a quarter Litecoin, signaling a transition to increased scarcity for the popular uh, cryptocurrency. And unlike some other protocols, the Litecoin halving happens automatically without the need for intervention from the Litecoin Foundation. The success of previous halving events in Litecoin history has instilled confidence within the community, bolstering the belief that this forthcoming halving will also prove successful. If you are currently bullish on Litecoin due to this halving, let me know your thoughts in the comments below. And leading up to the halving, Litecoin displayed bullish indicators, drawing the attention of on-chain analytic firm Santiment. The network has witnessed a surge in adoption with new addresses continuously emerging over the past few weeks. And furthermore, the number of Litecoin wallets holding at least 100 Litecoin has been steadily increasing in the recent months, suggesting a rise in adoption by significant investors who are anticipating this halving. Now, this surge 
surge in adoption is a positive sign for Litecoin as the broader investor base provides the potential for sustainable growth into the asset. And over the last period, the network has seen the emergence of over 1,200 new Litecoin addresses holding more than 100 tokens each, bringing the total number of wallets to approximately 36,000. 800. Now for the Litecoin price outlook. Experts have varying assumptions with many projecting a price boost following the halving. How many of you think the halving is already priced in? Let me know. However, at the time, uh, Litecoin's value has experienced a marginal decline of 0.6%, currently sitting at roughly $94.57. Optimists in the market expect the halving to fuel Litecoin's ascent, possibly retesting its previous 52-week high of approximately $114.50. And even more ambitiously, Opponents of the Litecoin blockchain believe that surpassing its all-time high of $412 is within reach in the months following the halving event. Now, I am optimistic, but I am not that optimistic. But wouldn't that be something? Because if Litecoin did return to that value, you already know where the king crypto is heading. You know what I mean? And as the countdown begins, the crypto market eagerly awaits the impact of reducing the mining rewards of the Litecoin price. And whether it will bring about a surge to new highs or trigger a sell-off remains to be seen. But one thing is certain, the Litecoin halving is set to be a major event that will shape the trajectory of Litecoin. So there you have it. How many of you are holders of Litecoin? Let me know in the comments right down below. Now let's discuss the corruption of the SEC and Mr. No Clarity Gary, Gary Gensler. Are they really here to protect the investors or look out for the best interests of uh, big institutions? What are your thoughts? Let me know what side you feel they are on. Now, here we go. Pro XRP lawyer John Deaton has said that the actions taken by the US SEC against the crypto industry are driven by a broader motive to safeguard corporate capitalism rather than prioritizing the protection of investors. Now, I agree with that. Couldn't be any more obvious. Deaton highlighted what he views as an assault on cryptocurrencies, particularly in relation to the SEC's actions targeting Coinbase and Ripple. And in his remarks, he touched on several aspects, such as the accredited investor rules, the SEC's approach to regulating cryptos, and its position concerning retail investors in the Ripple case. And on X, formerly known as Twitter, Deaton expresses his conviction that the U.S. operates within a framework of corporate capitalism rather than a genuine capitalist system. He highlights various facets of the present financial landscape to bolster his argument. And shout out to John Deaton. Deaton says the SEC's allocation of limited resources towards Section 5 cases and its focus on targeting the secondary market on exchanges instead of addressing fraud within the crypto space indicates a misplacement of priorities. I think he makes an excellent point. He contends that this approach would potentially hinder innovation and impede the growth of developing crypto industry all by design. Again, the SEC are not your friends, fam. Additionally, Deaton highlights the SEC's opposition to retail investors participating in Friends of the Court in the Ripple case. And with this stance, Deaton suggests a reluctance to consider the views of retail investors, further solidifying the perception that the regulatory body may prioritize the interests of larger financial institutions over those individual investors. Also highlights a major concern about the perceived double standard in crypto regulation, criticizing the SEC for not engaging in dialogue with proactive entities like Coinbase. And at the same time, the SEC chairman, No Clarity Gary, Mr. Gensler, had multiple meetings with Scam Bankman Freed, the former CEO of the collapsed FTX exchange. You can't make this stuff up. The unequal treatment raises concerns about the regulatory body's effectiveness as well as fairness and overall 
overall framework for digital assets, the SEC's differing approach to various industry players could impede innovation, startup growth, while potentially favoring more established entities. And I think as a result, a lot of these big companies are moving overseas and opening up shop there because they know they have no fair chance in the United States as the unlawful uh regulation of the sec continues but what are your thoughts on that do you agree or disagree with john deaton let me know in the comments right down below now let's discuss a bitcoin etf followed by michael saylor's 14 million price prediction and the fact that being a whole coiner can make you rich in the future so let's break that down and then we'll dive into our live uh q a so we have veteran trader peter brandt who gained legendary status after calling the 2017 bitcoin collapse predicting that the king crypto will tower over for all the asset classes in the long run. Send it. Brandt tells his 700,000 Twitter followers he believes Bitcoin will eventually emerge from the thumb of stocks and gold, which have a history of being correlated with the price action of BTC. He also takes his prediction a step further and says that with enough time, Bitcoin will be one setting the tone for the other asset classes. Quitting him here, Bitcoin's correlation to the other markets is a non-starter. Bitcoin will be at the top of the food chain. That's the only thing that matters. Preach. And he continues, it does not really matter how Bitcoin correlates the gold stocks and the economy or whatever. What matters is how all those things correlate with Bitcoin. You're damn straight. Brandt also says that it is only a matter of time before the U.S. regulators approve a spot Bitcoin ETF. And however, he believes the approval will likely be a sell on the news event. He also holds the same view for the upcoming Bitcoin halving slated for April of 2024, now less than nine months out. And if you're pretty excited for this halving event, let me know in the comments. He goes on to share... The inevitable okay of a Bitcoin ETF in the U.S. will be a non-event. Bitcoin halving will be a non-event. The markets discount in advance. Over 48 years of speculation, I have learned again and again that markets discount events before the events are events. If anything, it can be a buy the rumor, sell the fact. And recently, the trader shared a chart, which you can see on your screen, suggesting that Bitcoin is currently trading in a flag after breaking out from an inverse head and shoulders reversal pattern, indicating Bitcoin is no longer in a downtrend. That's right. Now, a flag is typically seen as a continuation pattern, suggesting that an asset is currently consolidating prior to its next leg up. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the legendary trader, Peter Brandt. Now for the latest from Michael Saylor, as as well as his throwback prediction, talking about a $300 trillion market cap flowing into the king crypto and what that will likely do to the Bitcoin price. So let's break this down. And FYI, he made this prediction initially back in 2021. But I've heard him reiterate it several times, including even increasing it to a 500 trillion market cap. So keep that in mind. But here back in 2021, here's what the Giga Chad had to share. I think that the monetizing gold gets you to 500,000 per coin. And that's simply pulling all the monetary energy off of the gold rock from gold bugs, such as Peter Schiff, who believe is a store of value and a safe haven. It's important to note there are a lot of organizations as well as a lot of investors that don't use gold as their safe haven. They use government debt, sovereign debt. And so cash is a safe haven and sovereign debt is a safe token. And another safe haven people use as a store of value is the index funds, bond index funds and stock index funds like the Russell 2000 and S&P Dow index. So all told, I think there is between 
300 and 400 trillion dollars worth of fiat instruments, including cash, debt, stock, commercial real estate indices. And if you look at all of that, between 50 and 75% is simply seeking a store of value as a container. Like when I buy the S&P or the Vanguard fund, I am not buying it because I equally love all 500 S&P stocks equally in the proportion to their market cap. I bought the index because I had a million dollars and I knew if it was cash, it would be debased and purchasing power. And so I needed to put it into something which was going to return more than the economic hurdle rate or the cost of capital. That's right. Describing it as a melting ice cube, all that cash sitting on the balance sheet. Now, Sailor Ballparks at this time, that between $100 trillion and $300 trillion would seek a store of value into the king crypto. And that's just in today's money at that time. If Bitcoin were to reach the $300 trillion market cap, Michael Saylor outlines that would bring each Bitcoin to a value of more than $14 million per coin, quitting him again. So ultimately, the amount of monetary energy in the world that's looking for a safe haven store value has got to go between $100 trillion and $250 trillion. Why not all of it? Why not $300 trillion or $350 trillion, the total sum of everything? In theory, all monetary energy that's simply looking for a store value safe haven index should presumably drain out of real estate, cash, stocks, and bonds and into the Bitcoin network. And as that happens, the price discovery will return to real estate and bonds. The top is more than $100 trillion. It is somewhere between $100 trillion and $300 trillion in today's money. And to watch this interview he did, this throwback, Michael Saylor finally reveals his $15 million Bitcoin price prediction. Check the show notes below the video in the description. Now, he's also more recently talked about the total addressable market being $500 trillion, which Bitcoin can tap into. And also, I know I did a, uh, if I find this on Twitter, I don't know why I didn't have it open. I should have had it open. Let's go to Twitter real quick. I'm going to share another Michael Saylor prediction, and then we'll dive into our live Q&A. X. And what are your thoughts on the new rebranding of Twitter to X? Let me know. And if you're not currently following me on crypto Twitter, you know what to do, fam. So this is more of a recent Michael Saylor prediction talking about BlackRock, Citadel, and Fidelity sending the Bitcoin price to a million dollars per coin. I also want to read this because it's a new prediction. I know you guys like new predictions. So here's what he says. It looks like a spot ETF will probably get approved. There is massive political pressure to approve one. The circumstances have changed and now there is a way for the SEC to approve it without backtracking on its previous legal and policy guidance. Certainly, there are a lot of Wall Street entities that have a vested interest in seeing this happen. If you're an institution, one way to get Bitcoin exposure is to buy the underlying asset. But there have been some challenges with finding the right exchange to buy it on in the custody arrangement. So a simpler way to do this is simply buy a spot ETF. There are trillions of dollars in capital that is required to invest in a security that trades in these compliant forums and is understating the obvious. There's tens of trillions of dollars. So there is a lot of capital that can can't buy the Bitcoin or self-custody of the Bitcoin. They don't want to do charter. Maybe it's against the tax code. Maybe when they raised $10 billion from public investors, they raised it to invest in securities, but not interested in property or commodities. So the spot ETF availability is a major milestone for institutional adoption. The approval of a spot ETF is a major milestone in regulatory clarity, which is tantamount to an endorsement. The engagement of Fidelity, Citadel, BlackRock, and Schwab. I mean, Schwab is synonymous with Wall Street. A hundred years 
peers of Wall Street. So what you have is Wall Street coming together to offer securities and exchange services and indirectly custody services for mainstream investors. And if we look out about 12 months, and if I was saying, what are the key milestones that drive mainstream adoption of Bitcoin? Well, one of them is clearly a spot ETF. The second is a designation that Bitcoin is an asset class, the recognition of it as a legitimate commodity. It's a big deal. When Jerome Powell says it's not going away, when Gensler and the head of the SEC and CFTC both say it's a digital commodity, digital commodity might not sound like much, but when you go down to the next round, like is it a Ponzi scheme or is it a scam or is it tulip bulbs? The difference between tulip bulbs and a digital commodity is like a zero versus a one. I have said it before and I'll repeat it again. If it is not going to zero, it's going to a million dollars per coin. It is either nothing and if it's nothing, then it is getting scrubbed out and banned out. And of course, we know it is not getting banned. There is no way that Fidelity, Citadel, BlackRock, Charles Schwab, Deutsche Bank, Credit Agricole, and Banco Santander all decide they're interested in this and they are not endorsing a tulip bulb, right? Once you go from zero to one, then the question is, well, it's an asset class. And if it's not going away, what? Is it going to be worth? Well, it's worth 1% of the assets in the world. So 1% drives it up by a factor of 10 to 20. So there you have it coming directly from Michael Saylor. Let me know if you agree or disagree that a ETF will likely get approved, sending the Bitcoin price to a $1 million a coin above and beyond. Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.